Hi, friends. We're about to get into some what the health bonus content. Um, right before we start, I just wanted to let you guys know some fun pieces of information. We just started a what the health podcast Facebook group, which is a community that we want you guys to get together and join and have a community where you can talk about how much you love or hate this bonus content um, and talk about, you know, anything that you guys want to share. And we'll we'll kind of watch and moderate and and be a part of it, too. So that's called The Health Nuts. <laughs> it's our, our Facebook um, uh, group. So please join it if you're interested. Um, and we'll also be posting this video on IGTV. Um, I think we also have some thoughts about putting up a YouTube channel. You, anybody, if you want to see my cats kind of fighting in the background. Um, but yeah, we're about to start uh, a little bit more bonus content um, for all y'all. And and without further ado, I'll get to that because the cats are fighting. So, all right. Love y'all. Thanks. Hi, everybody. We wanted to give you some more bonus content. This is going to be um, Dr. Adam Bruni. Say hi. <laughs> and also Oscar Mike. <laughs> um, and maybe some other cats that wander in. Um, if you're not watching this, this doesn't make any sense because I'm pointing to, to visual things. But anyway, we wanted to kind of go through a bit of um, uh, abdominal breathing um, activation techniques that uh, Dr. Adam Bruni um touched upon in his episode about uh, what's cracking with chiropractors. So we wanted to expand on that a little bit and give you guys just some really easy exercises that you can do and different techniques you can do to activate it. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to pass the microphone to Dr. Adam Bruni, who, as you may have guessed, lives in our house with me because he's my husband. <laughs> I think I said that before, but I want to make it extra clear that um, right now he doesn't do house calls. Is that correct, Dr. Bruni? Could be arranged. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pass the mic over to Adam, um, and he's going to give some more insight into what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So what we're going to be <clears throat> doing here is to emulate the way that we started breathing and stabilizing when we were infants to remind the brain of something that it inherently already knows, because no one had to teach you how to breathe and stabilize when you were a baby. So if we start laying on our back, you can start either with uh, your feet flat so your knees are bent, or you can start with your feet resting up on something like a, a couch, chair, bench, but you do want them to be resting in the beginning because we want our focus to not be on supporting the legs, but to be on how we're breathing and stabilizing. So most people, when they start here, their lower ribs will be in a flared position and their abdominal wall will be sucked in. And so those are two things that we're going to be looking to overcome. So when we first start, we just want to imagine as we take a breath in that under our shirt is inflating like there's a balloon in our shirt. So with the inhales, we get this big inflation. And then on exhale, you can just let it out naturally. But we want to almost exaggerate how much we're inflating the belly with our inhalation to get the diaphragm to move down as much as possible and create this pressure in the abdomen. So it only takes maybe five or six of these big breaths just to kind of warm everything up. Then we'll use another breathing technique that will try to get our diaphragm and our pelvic floor and our abdominal wall all on the same page. So we'll take a nice deep breath in, then let the breath literally all the way out. 
And then even if you think you have no more breath to exp uh, to expel, keep trying anyways. Out, 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 out. Good, and then we'll breathe back in. All the breath that you got all the way out. Out, out, out. Even if it seems like there's nothing left, we're going to keep trying to force even more out. Push, 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 push. Good, and we're going to do two more of those. So if you're watching this, you'll see that I was coaxing Dr. Bruni's ribs down. But even if I weren't, see how the lower ribs are coming down like that. And you might notice it in yourself. Go ahead and breathe in and one more time all the way out. When you're doing it on yourself, that you'll see that your lower ribs are dropping down into what we call the expiratory position. You may also notice that your pelvis is rising to meet the diaphragm, back to breathing normally. So just those four or five of those full forceful exhales, breathing all the breath out, will now get um, all the relevant players of our stabilization strategy, the diaphragm, abdominal wall, and pelvic floor, all kind of cooperating a little bit. So now we have enough stabilization for laying here, but what about when we want to activate this more? So there's no wrong place to check in the entire abdominal wall. But I like to start using your own fingers, find the, the bones of your pelvis in the front, you do both sides, and then bring your fingers just inside of that and dig your fingers into the abdominal wall. Now you're going to use your belly muscles to expel your fingers, push your fingers out. Don't let your fingers dig into yourself. Another way that you could think about this is if you lay, laid a, like a little dumbbell, like five pound dumbbell on your lower abdomen. You want to keep that afloat. And now the trick is it's a little bit easier to do while you're inhaling than while you're exhaling, but you want to keep a constant outward pressure while breathing both in and out. And it's not easy in the beginning, but as you forget it, it becomes easier and easier. Now you may be using so much pressure in the front of the belly that now you've got big Santa Claus belly. That's not the goal either, but we're going to start by training it in the front here because a lot of people have trouble there. But eventually we want this outward pressure of the abdominal wall in all directions. So you can reach your thumbs around behind almost about at your kidney level and repeat the same thing. Dig your thumbs in, but now expel your thumbs with the back of the abdominal wall. And when you do, when you're focusing on the back of the abdominal wall, a lot of times you'll notice that under your fingers in the front, we actually get some activation there as well, but it's not with the big protruded belly. This is really what we want to be able to do is this outward pressure of the abdominal wall, not the belly button into the spine that so many people have learned while still breathing and the pressure should remain relatively constant. That might be enough to work on in the beginning, but once you're able to create and maintain that pressure, then if we want to test our ability to maintain that, all the same concepts should remain in place where we have those lower ribs down, we have that outward pressure of the abdominal wall. Now, if your feet were flat, um, you can lift them up, or if they were just resting, you can just bring them just off of the, the couch or bench. But you want your feet higher than your knees with your knees about shoulder width apart. And while we're maintaining this, we don't want the back to start to arch. So as the ribs were coming down into that good position, you should have felt your back become flatter against the ground. Now, with the feet higher than knees, knees shoulder width apart, we want to maintain that. So the ribs stay down or the low back remains flat kind of the same thing. And we're still breathing and we're ma maintaining that pressure. For most people now, after 20 or 30 seconds in this position, we'll start to get shaky in the quads or the hip flexors. The point of this is not to be beat red, sweating, holding your breath, fighting for dear life. The point is to get so good at the intra-abdominal pressure that holding the legs feet higher than knees, knees shoulder width apart feels nearly effortless. 
And so you just practice being good at creating and maintaining this cylinder here to the point that having the legs up seems like it's no work because if everybody's coordinated, there are dozens of muscles that are all just doing a little bit of work to maintain this. But most of us are using a compensation pattern and therefore uh, just a few muscles will be overcompensating and those are the ones that'll get shaky. So if you do start to get shaky, rest the legs back down on the couch or on the floor, reestablish your canister, uh, outward pressure in all directions, ribs down, still being able to breathe while the pressure remains constant, also backwards, good, and then bring legs back up, feet higher than knees, knees shoulder width apart, and just working at this for about 10 minutes once a day will start to make it a little bit more automatic because the blueprint for this is already built into the brain. The babies, a three-month-old or older baby can do this all day long, and they don't have a ton of core strength. It's just that they're coordinated and they're born with that coordination. So we're just reminding the brain of something that it, it already kind of understands in Aaron. Once, but Real quick, what if you listeners chewy? Well, the cat laying on your lower abdominal wall helps, so you can keep <laughs> the cat's paws afloat and maintain that intra-abdominal pressure. And and then uh, chewing on the hair is just bonus points. <clears throat> So then even before we're great at being able to do this lying down, now that we've been able to feel what this position feels like, the flat lower back, the uh, abdom abdominal wall outward in all directions, ribs down, maintaining this pressure, this is something that we can translate into other higher functions or even just sitting when we're at work. So from a sitting position. Put my legs down now. It's killing me. Uh -huh. That was good for right now. And now you can all, people that can see this hair has been chewed. <laughs> um, so same concept in a sitting position. We don't want the ribs flared. We want ribs down. Another way you can kind of find that if it's not as obvious when we're sitting is to overcorrect in either direction. Too far forward, that doesn't feel right. Slouch, that doesn't feel right. Find that balance in between. And then the same concepts. We'll see that the lower ribs are down. They're not flared. You can't hook underneath them. Down. We have a canister shape to the abdominal wall and the outward pressure in all 360 degrees, long spine like we had when we were laying on the ground and being able to maintain that pressure when sitting. If you have the pressure on, keep the pressure on almost exaggerated and then try to slouch. It's more difficult because of this pressure. <laughs> and so when sitting at the computer, sitting, watching TV, if we have that pressure, it's much less likely that we're falling into a slouch position, which over time starts to wear on the intervertebral discs and overstretch certain muscles, all of that. So quick little fix to be able to sit for longer periods of time in a better position. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Thank, Thank you, everybody. This is probably an easier one to watch than listen to, but uh, hopefully we walked you through it enough uh, audibly to figure it out too. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>